0: This is a special edition upload, courtesy of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, as well as the GamesportsShow.com, Spotify, Apple podbean podcasts and facebook or instagram special edition uploads are courtesy of having guests or guests on the show or information outside of the show's usual schedule we will caution you that some language might be offensive to some but to be prepared for an electric segment courtesy of the game now let's go to dave mckagg jr and the crew inside the game entertainment and media studio booyah and it's time for the game sports show special edition upload powered by the game entertainment and media gym for short along with www games The special edition upload is brought to you by Compass Imaging Group and Demanski Office Interiors. Make sure you check out Compass and Demanski on Facebook, Instagram, and their website on current sale options that will not only meet your needs, but also exceed them from signage, banners, main office gear, and much more. You're currently listening to the game through one of the many media platforms, including Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean Podcasts, Facebook, and or Instagram, where you can find all uploads of the game. You may also be listening or been directed through our amazing sponsors or broadcasting partners, as such as ESPN, ESPN 1400, Sovereign Communications on TV, of course, Northern Superior Brewing Company, Sports Center Bar and Grill, Northern Quitters in Need, North Shore Sports and Auto, and Thrush Creative Co. And may I say anything else about our website and the guy who created our website, Aaron Robinson? Like, just look at that website, especially if you're on it. Like, may I say, damn, like, come on. If you require assistance with that website or a marketing of your business, reach out to Aaron or me or anyone on the Gain Sports Show or Jim to get you in contact to meet your needs. Now, getting to the special edition co-host, a man who is full of piss and vinegar on that ice, pure legend for his trademark clap-ons from the top of the circle, wine, click, click,
1: boom, Brendan Brooks. Brooksy. how's it going? Yo, how's it going? It's good. good. I'm good. glad to be back again. Another one. It's just been rolling, and I like it.
0: Oh, literally rolling. All the additions we've been having, more that we're having coming up. Everything, this is great. And now, of course, I had to give you a little bit of a tweak on that introduction. How would you like the piss and
1: vinegar part? Did you do that? Yeah, you know, it just keeps getting longer each time. Like, pretty much, we're not going to have any time for the show with all these intros you're doing for me.
0: No, literally. The introductions. We do make it a couple minutes long, but we got to make sure we plug in everything as best we can. Because, of course, with all of our sponsors, broadcasting partners, yourself, Brooksy, the family of Jem in the Game Sports Show. And overall, just the listeners and also viewers that are making everything possible here with the Game Sports Show. Now, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe. Yes, I said that. Make sure you do that on all of our platforms. Now, sit back, open a nice pint I'm North Superior, a Brewing Company. Maybe you're enjoying a snack from a Sports Center Bar and Grill. Maybe petting your, your your pet from Northern Critters in Need. Maybe fostering. Whatever you're doing, make sure you get relaxed and ready because now getting to our guests. The main reason why you clicked that link, most likely, a man who doesn't need an introduction. Heck, he can make his own. Uh, the man who can perfectly balance life and hockey and comedy and someone who can cause a needed change need in your pants. The one only, Jerry McLaughlin. Jerry, thanks for coming on.
2: How you doing, guys?
0: You've got a lot of sponsors. I'm impressed. I should have worn a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That introduction, I gave you a little bit longer than Brooksy. I felt that was needed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm full of piss and vinegar as well, man. I can do
2: that. I like the piss and vinegar angle. That is how you play Brooksy. Yes,
1: exactly. That's the only way to do it. It's the only way I knew how. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah literally just speed demon on the
0: ice i've said a bunch of references but piss and vinegar is simple and he still does those clap bombs from the top of the circle of men's league i've said that <laughs> every, every I'm glad, upload so why stop there now of course jerry mclaughlin if you need to do a youtube view if you need to reach out you you can pause this video for one second do the a bunch of backgrounds that you want to do on him he is hilarious. Obviously, I just got to know him today. I looked up a couple videos and his background. He obviously has a strong presence in hockey. You know, this special edition upload, everyone that looks at our previous edition uploads, we've had a lot of them being hockey related. Obviously, probably over 90% of them, excluding Brad Jacobs who is involved in curling, of course, and well-known in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. But, of course, with the Game Sports Show, it is sports related. So, obviously, we're obviously going to be talking about hockey and the sports related Jerry. But overall, with Jim, the game entertainment and media, as we do talk about sports Sports. we like to talk about anything worldwide that is great to talk about. It could be sports, as obvious, or it could be travel, it could be food, it could be comedy, it could be anything. So that is why we're doing a show here on the Special Edition Upload that is invaded obviously with hockey news because Jerry is involved in hockey, but of course the comedic background and uh, I laughed at a couple of your older videos there on YouTube that you can give a check out to, but... Jerry, how do how do you do it all? How do you do it all with the with the comedy, the hockey background, everything? How did this all come together for you? I actually
2: don't know. I, I'm I'm actually a, quite a broken man at the moment as well because we've <laughs> got are raising the kids at the same time as well as, as keeping things going. And you know, I think there's just something mad about hockey. You know, I'd set out in a career as a as an actor and, and comedian and you know I'd always loved hockey about Canadian family like a lot of Scottish people um, you know and they'd got me into to hockey in a big way but living in the UK it was never really we're never really able to keep in touch with it the way I wanted and, um, and then when the, the clan formed in Glasgow um, it was just like a dream come true to have a to have a team there. And I remember just going with my, my wife well, now my wife I remember just saying like I'm gonna get I've got to get involved in this. I've just got to get involved in it and I wrote to the to the team. Uh, and they very politely binned me off. <laughs> they said, "No, we're good. Maybe get in touch again next year." And I put a note in my diary. And, uh, and uh, you know, and when it came up, I wrote again, saying, "Hi." You said uh, to come in. There, thanks very much, but no thanks. Really polite. It was really nice. but Totally dingy me. And um, and then eventually, um, I just managed to find a way in. There was they were needing a commentator and um, started doing the commentary for the for the clan and it's such a big difference doing commentary I mean I knew hockey well enough as a spectator but to provide insight was something that I had to work at and uh, and then now I work for the team in senior management I'm head of business development for the team and I'm just lucky that it's managing to fit together at the moment um, and I've not had to kind of make any chances but um, anyway everything's everything's on hold with the world as it is just now we just you've got to go for your dreams you've got to do everything haven't you
0: yeah, you have to. You have to pursue it. It's uh, obviously with the, especially with the goal of this show where it was back in twenty fifteen to now you just gotta keep going through it and work through that let everything happen as it should. And we'll get more to about what your like everything goals and uh, career wise everything more so towards mid slash end of the show. I know Brooksy has a lot of promotion to bring up for it right now in particular with the EIHL. So Brooksy, I don't let you lead us off their topic because you know what it's worked out when you actually out to do some topics. Sure, I'd like <laughs> I like to talk a lot and blabber on and go yada, 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 yada. But it's time for me to shut up sometimes and give you the floor a bit more. So why don't you kick us off
1: with the hockey side of things here with Jerry? No problem. Well, Jerry, this is going to be strange, me kind of interviewing you, because uh, you've done a lot of interviews with me over the years. And, yeah, uh, Yeah. yeah, we've done some strange ones. I only do. Yes. But, no, it's so... Yeah, well, let's talk about, I actually, we might as well, since I just brought it up, we might as well talk about one of the strangest interviews we ever did together. Um, <laughs> can you fill, fill the people in, all the listeners, because it's a story that was very scary for me. It, we, we had a few laughs, <laughs> but, uh, you know, fill us in on, on what you feel and why we did this.
2: Well, I mean, the whole concept of, you know, promoting uh, hockey, in uh in the uk obviously it's not in, no, even in the top five most popular sports and but like hockey isn't an amazing bug so we know it's a great product to promote and, but one of the ways we wanted to do it was to um, you know take the helmets off the guys and you know really talk to them take them away from the ice because you know the, the north american guys are so well coached they, they give you such good answers they want to help they want to kind of you know contribute towards the interview but often it can be the same answers the number of times I hear guy saying, um, you know, it is what it is, or, <laughs> you know, or if you lose, you know, you bounce back tomorrow, if you win, you continue, it's just the same stuff. So we came up with a show called The Clan Show, um, not, you know, not the most genius of names, but it does what it says on the tin, and we took the guys away from the ice, and you know, some of the interviews could be as crazy as possible, and you know, we've taken guys and dressed them up as policemen, and we've been cops for a day, and Brooksy, the one with you, I don't know where this came from, but we... We had a night at a haunted, a haunted hotel, didn't we? And we oh, shared, yes, we, we did. It's like a Bert and Ernie. <laughs> squeaky, yeah. Sitting in bed together interviewing each other. But you, you really switched on the acting there, man. Like, you know, you were facing out and it overlooks this um, quite a famous landmark in Glasgow called the Necropolis, which is, you know, an ancient cemetery that overlooks the city. It's a phenomenal view from there. And this hotel overlooks that necropolis. And we had Brooksy at the shop that's a little shard of light across his eyes and when I opened the door he just goes I'm so glad you're here I've been waiting for you it's like oh my god this <laughs> what the, no one's done interviews like this before and they get it got creepier from there on and then we jumped in bed together and did the interview like that so um, yeah but I think it showed your sense of humor do you know what I mean it got you know you're up for that laugh and people not taking themselves too seriously um you know that that was it was important that the fans get to see that but that was an unusual one have you never done an interview in, in bed before
1: no, I have not. And especially, you know, just since, uh, you know, probably the listeners don't know, but we were in onesies. Oh. Yeah, we had onesies on during the interview. Is it one and, of those coming off on the rear edge?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it
1: was uh, full on. My feet were covered. Uh, I was actually sweating. And then uh, because we're in a haunted house, I was, you know, I, I was a little scared. As well, and uh, but no, it was a great interview. It was a great way to change the way interviews were done, and uh, I think it was uh, it was really good for me to you know actually see you know what I can act, I can do this. <laughs> but wow. uh, no, it was it was a great it was a great day to spend there with you and, uh, and kind of change the way the interviews were done, and uh, I was so glad to be a part of it, Jared.
2: Yeah, we did a lot of those kind of things. I mean, it kind of started with uh, when Zach Fitzgerald joined the league and joined the, the club and obviously he had a reputation as a you know an enforcer and so we thought what better way to get that story out of him than take him to feed the ducks we went to the local pond and we fed the ducks and you know it's funny like the stories the life just comes out of guys they just they tell you these things he started telling me about his father-in-law and this bear claw that he had and this is the kind of stuff you just wouldn't get if you start interviewing someone by you know rinkside you just don't get that type of um, information out of people no. so it was great to do We've taken guys to fly a kite, and just anything, really, anything. that's just a bit of a laugh. But Brooksy was obviously up for something a wee bit stranger than,
0: than,
2: than normal. <laughs> I'm up for anything.
1: <laughs> anything See, for a laugh.
0: Yeah. See, the main thing that's is... All- if you can like do something, like, it's awesome to do things at the rink, obviously it's, it's great yes. to have that rink side coverage, right? Et cetera. But it's kind of like the same thing with the show. Once you get somebody who is not wearing that Jersey, wearing that suit and tie, if you want to go that route and say it, or just, it's not that they're not, that they're loose or that they're not real, but they're more relaxed. And I know that's a word that Brooksy likes would like me to use, especially now it, that you get out to the stories and that is one thing that we do a lot of And just here in this side of brookie that can act i never knew that i knew he could flop <laughs> around the ice a little bit and act i knew that was one thing um, <laughs> but, but besides that it's simple like it's the most comfortable atmosphere being the situation that we're in right now just having a basic conversation and like you say go to get someone to fly a kite or just get them to talk or open up that you get to really learn about an athlete or learn about somebody that's outside of their realm
2: yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's amazing what the guys do. I mean, you know, I've never played sport at a professional level. And for, for to have your talent be such that it can allow you to travel the world is an absolute you know, gift. It really is. And it's been funny now because the years, I mean, that's seven years I've worked for the club. And so now I've got to see a lot of guys and I can recognise certain things. Um, so a lot of guys that come into the league, a lot of them totally underestimate the standard of it. Um, there's things that we can do to try and let them know about that. The ice is bigger, obviously, in, in Europe, so there's a lot of D-men get caught out in the elite league in the first few weeks because guys are coming at them at such pace. So little things like that, we try and be, you know, ahead of the game and give them that information. One that blows guys' minds is that the playoff system in the UK is much shorter, um, and we often we use the aggregate scoring system, so you get a home and away game and you get aggregate scoring. And just, guys, that blows our mind. You just have to get into that mindset that it's a sixth period of hockey game that you're playing. So all those little things that we we, we do, and it's been so interesting just being around the guys for all these years. And, and now also I see, like, guys that when they come to retire as well, you know, it can come quite quickly. I mean, I know, Brooks, you, you, we talked about this as well before, but, you know, you never really know when your last game could be. You know, when you hit a certain age, everyone's asking you. You know, people have must have been asking you for about ten
1: years, Brooksy, if it was going to be the last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like,
2: no, no,
1: no. You know, I'm definitely you not
2: playing the world. It's amazing, you know. But I, I, you know, it's it's nice to have that experience now and to be there. And uh, you know, because the season comes to an end, you're out the playoffs, and then guys it suddenly dawn on them, like, oh God, that could be that's maybe my last pro game. And I think it's important that someone's there to chat to, because maybe even your teammates don't know how you feel at that time you know they're maybe younger maybe older, whatever they've got their own lives so actually it's, it's been uh really interesting getting to know the guys over the years and doing these interviews with them has um you know allowed to have a, a real bond w- with the guys and you know the club's called the clan for a reason like we, we want it to feel like a, a family and you know once you've played for the team you know you're always a clansman kind of thing it, you know because you you know what the atmosphere like in, in Glasgow it's absolutely electric you know and the fan base get right behind the, the players. And, you know, once you play, they take you to the heart. You know, it's, uh, I've been very lucky to get involved with it. It's been
1: well, really... Well, that's one of the things come. I noticed, you know, for when I first went over there. Um, and, uh, you know, the main reason I went, I went over there to the UK is because my mom was born in the UK and I wanted to play for the national team uh, to yeah. kind of support my grandparents and parents. But to do that, you have to play... Unless you were born in the UK, you have to play in the league For two full seasons before you can actually play for the national team so that was part of the reason why i went and my first team was glasgow clan and uh back then it was the brayhead clan but now they're called the glasgow clan uh which i think was a good move i know you're a huge part of that too jerry uh making that change for the name and uh you know just to bring more people aware of it because glasgow is the main you know part of scotland
2: yeah, and I think for for us it's part of a longer-term strategy whereby you know we know the close ties between Canada and Scotland, you know, and there's so many Scottish names over in Canada, and everyone here. I mean, we've had two huge um, you know movements where people moved and emigrated to Canada has happened, so there's really close ties. So uh, the Glasgow name is really important as the, the team reaches out and tries to kind of get merchandise over there and and have an interest, you know, a commonality, you know, bonding over over hockey and. You know, when we started talking to people, they're like, oh my God, I didn't even know they played hockey in Scotland, letting them know there being a team in Glasgow. My dad's from Glasgow, my grandfather's from Glasgow and, you know, it's great. And I think we're starting to see that growing now. And We'd really pushed for it for a while with the ownership and um, eventually he kind of caved in and he went, right, right, cool. Okay, if you really think it will work, but it's a big risk, you know, you're changing your brand. But Brayhead was good to start with because the arena was Brayhead and people knew where the team was, but... By that stage, you know, when, when we're filling out the arena and it's, like, got three and a half thousand fans, I think people didn't understand the size of the club. And, you know, the Glasgow clan name change was really important and the merchandising has been fantastic since then. We're, we're doing some stuff with um, uh, Violent Gent as well, so kind of reaching out to Canada and North American markets pretty soon. So there's a, there's a lot happening. And it's been a really good league and there's, like, lots of good franchises in it. You know, Belfast Giants, Cardiff Devils, Nottingham Panthers, the Sheffield Steelers, like, they're good brands and they're really well supported. Did you expect
1: that, Brixie, when you came over? Uh, no, I definitely didn't expect that. Look at you turning into the interviewer, <laughs> eh? You're doing it again. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I didn't expect it. And I'll tell you one thing that surprised me when I went over there was the amount of jerseys the fans had. Yeah. Like, my first game, I remember in, in uh, Brayhead, but we'll say <laughs> Glasgow from now on, uh, in yeah. Glasgow was um, – Every fan had a jersey on with a player's name and everything and I just couldn't get over it. The whole arena was full and every fan had a jersey on almost. It was insane to me. And it's something I'd never seen. You know, I played in you know in front of fifteen to twenty thousand people before, but to see everyone in the same like jersey and all the fans wearing it and chanting the entire time during the game. Uh, I just thought it was such a great experience. And, you know, like if you're ever in Scotland, man, I'm telling you, you got to go watch the Glasgow clan because it's definitely entertaining. Uh, The hockey's good and and all of that. And it's amazing the support that you have for being a football culture. Like you have the Rangers and the Celtic, which is a huge thing I want to talk to you about with you in a minute and the support they do with the hockey. Uh, a lot of the players and the management, they come and watch the, the Glasgow clan uh, and play. And, and that's how I started to go to the games. And uh, and I want to talk a bit about that is The fighting that is still going on between the Celtic and Rangers, it's real. And it's scary at times. And yeah. uh, I know when uh, I went to my first Rangers game... And I've been to Celtic as well. But I went to, uh, I met uh, one of the supporters, uh, the fan supporters uh, for the the Rangers. So he called me a lot to go to the games, uh, like yourself as well. And uh, I couldn't wear a jersey. I couldn't talk about it because of the Celtic (laughs) fans that we had. If they knew, or vice versa, it could cause a problem. And, uh, you know, what's that like, you know, being like such a, a, have a culture? Because I know who you support and uh i you know i'm just curious uh you know wh- what do you feel about all this it,
2: it's it's bizarre and in many ways it's very sad I'll, I'll be honest it's it's but it's it's almost the sad thing i find about it is you know celtic and rangers are two fantastic sports franchises they're phenomenal and it's and it's rooted in in their um, in their history and their religion and it's all tangled up in so many different political factors um and I almost sometimes find that people ask about it and it's the sad thing is rather than all the great stuff and the massive attendances and the, the worldwide support, it's almost like people want to hear about the really bad stuff that I heard is really bad. It's really bad, isn't it? It's like a kind of hatred tourism that people kind of want to check out. And we have to say to the players when they come in and um, as part of our induction chat, we do say to the guys, look, please, by all means, go and watch Rangers, go and watch a Celtic game. You know, it's a fantastic experience you know, there's other teams as well. You know, the Glasgow Warriors as well. Rugby are a fantastic organisation. You've got Thistle as well. We just did some stuff with Partick Thistle Football Club. We did a goalie exchange where our goalie went out at halftime and tried to save some penalties, and their goalie came out on the ice. So there, you know, there is a cooperation, um, but just don't tweet about it. Just don't put it on social media. It's just not worth it. It's not <laughs> asshole. On you the see, plus, sorry,
0: that's a. Co- no, no, sorry. No, that's a competitive atmosphere over there just in general in Europe. The sports take in general, doesn't matter what league it is, if it's hockey, if it's soccer, especially with soccer, cricket, anything of such, it's different than I feel like North Americans approach the game, unless you're talking about football over here. I mean, football, by mean, obviously is different than it is over in Europe, uh, but it's just the competitiveness, and the seriousness that people take into their franchise, the team that they cheer for is, I, I actually appreciate it because the loyalty is huge. But there yeah. are times where either sides of the globe, if it's North America or Europe, that sometimes things are taken too far, and sports get in the way of reality.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they're old they're old teams. These are old uh, clubs. Have been, you know, people's great great grandparents supported these teams, and, and further back, even further back. I mean, just thinking, Celtic and Rangers are all from the 1800s. These teams were formed, and you know, I, I think the one thing I think is really odd about it, because um, I mean, I'm so passionate about hockey. Uh, and promoting our league, and, and I still love football, I still love football, but I do find myself sometimes watching it, wishing that I was watching hockey now, but the, the, the issue is, is that kind of, I was watching a game, I was watching a Celtic and Rangers game, and I was in the stadium, and I'm just looking around at the, what I would say is the neck of some guys, the condition some of the fans are in, and some of these guys are just absolutely hammered, because you can't drink at the games, right, so there's no drinking, so people just get absolutely hammered beforehand, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's just great anyone who's got an alcohol problem that's not going to stop them getting drunk so all that's happens is these guys are getting up even earlier and just getting absolutely hammered and I think the thing that I was looking at it like, my son's just turned four this week and I was thinking when would I take him to this and like legitimately it could be about 10 years before I take him you know and, it, and yet he's been at a hockey game since he was a baby you know he's been to all these games and the clan's got such a family friendly atmosphere and it still is passionate it's still you know the, the clan and five flyers games uh are f- fantastic really passionate like really you can still keep the passion without the kind of the hatred aspect of it uh, but let's be honest there is something just absolutely riveting about seeing hatred you know i went to a celtic rangers game and it was my pal's dad offered me a ticket and i was like all right great oh, that's brilliant thanks very much and he says but you're sat right next to them son I was like, that'll be all right, don't worry. He says, no, 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 you're right, you're right next to them. They'll have a go at you. So I was sat like two rows away from the police and the stewards, and then there's a couple of seats empty, more police and stewards, and then uh, and then the opposition fans, and there was just this guy whose face was red, busting, screaming at me, and shouting at me, and called me a big nose bastard, and then called me a shit jacketed. I won't say the word that he said at the end, but he dropped the C bomb at me, and I'm thinking, wow. This guy is going to, this is like only five minutes into the game. This guy's not going to last. I mean, he was absolutely bursting, absolutely bursting. And you just think, what are you doing? How can that be pleasurable? So it is, it's it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Did you go to see a Celtic Rangers game, Brooksy?
1: Yeah, I went to a bunch of them. I went to, yeah, I actually went to a Celtic versus Ranger game. Yeah. But uh, I think I was sitting in a section there. I felt pretty safe. You know, I think uh, (laughs) I made sure of it because uh, you know like you didn't want to get involved I think I sat in the middle of everyone <laughs> so no one knew who I was supporting at the same yeah. time all the police were there <laughs> yeah yeah it's no, <laughs> I mean I don't, it's
2: not I mean you can get carried away I think the games themselves are safe and you know Celtic have got safe standing and stuff now as well so the atmosphere is amazing and both teams have done so much with the stadiums I mean it is a phenomenal atmosphere but it's more what happens around the stadiums and the build-up to these games and you know, that's that's the big issue. and that's But it's something I think Clans capitalised on because we've got the, you know, family-friendly atmosphere of the Clan. Anyone can come, you know, like, if you can... We actually target kind of, you know, women with families because if you get her coming to the game, she's bringing her husband and her kids, maybe even the grandparents can come as well. So we can get six fans, whereas um, a super team, a football team, can only maybe get the one. So, and I think also fans buy a lot of merch from us as well because in in, in Glasgow and in Scotland, if you're a little kid, if you're a little Rangers fan and you get a Rangers jersey for Christmas, you can't really wear it a lot of places. And if you do, it's kind of a statement. You know, if you've got a wee Celtic tracksuit, you you can't even really wear it just walking around. So you've got to kind of pick and choose your times. Whereas clan stuff with our purple gear, people can wear it anytime. And I think a lot of people find that liberating. And I think that's what you notice, Brooksy, when you came to the arena and you see it's just a wall of purple. You know, people buy into it and I think they find it refreshing that they can actually wear and support their team with pride. Because um, there's so many issues. I mean, I, my name's Jerry McLaughlin, and uh, people will know what team I support because of my name. Like, it's it's that kind of intense. People would just assume that yeah. I'm Celtic because of my name, because it sounds quite a Catholic name. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: different.
0: It's so different. And, like, Brooks, I think you were kind of touching on this, the EIHL. I know that's one thing that you want to jump into and really just dis- discuss a lot of, and get into and promote more. So I'm going to slide over to you to get into talk about the IHL a little bit there.
1: But overall, this
0: rivalry in sports doesn't, doesn't die anywhere, no matter where it is in the globe.
1: Yeah, well, no, I just want to talk to Jerry because I know he's in uh, with a lot of the meetings that are going on with the IHL and, and stuff like that. And, and where do you think it's headed and what, what kind of changes are going to be made uh, in the future there to even make it grow even more uh, as a league, not only just as your team? Yeah, I mean, that's really
2: important to us is like the, where the league's going. I mean, the numbers have been going up all the time. You, you've seen like Clan in particular, their numbers going up and the popularity has been great. But now with this new normal that we're going to face, this new world that we're facing, um, things are going to change and it's, it's, it's very challenging for the EIHL clubs because there isn't a big TV deal um, supporting these teams. It really is a bums on seats economy and all the clubs work within their financial budget with what they can afford and it's based on how many people they can get in the arena. So for us um, in Brayhead Arena, if we're going to lose, you know, if someone's going to be sitting in a seat and there's got to be a square of seats all around them, you know, you're dropping your capacity. I think in Belfast, they figured out their capacity for a thousand seats previously, they would be down to 70. Oh. So it would be, you know, devastating for the business model. So I think if social distancing doesn't ease off by the time the season's going to start, um, I, I think some teams just wouldn't be able to go ahead under that condition. And, um, so it's going to be interesting to see what's happening. We're definitely going to be webcasting games and stuff, which we'd never done before. All the other teams pretty much in the league do it, except for us. Uh, the owner just, you know, wants the bums on seats, and that has worked. But moving forward, it's just going to be webcasting is going to be the way forward, and we're looking at maybe some big screens outside the arena. Just looking at interesting options where people can maybe do a drive, you know, drive-through experience where the, the team are happening indoors, and you know, you can watch, and everyone can social distance in the cars. That could be the normal for a while.
0: It's going to
1: be challenging, but, you know, everyone's working on it. Yeah, and not – go ahead, Dave. Sorry. And
0: I see that's that's the whole thing that's going to be interesting to see what it takes after all this. And I know we're not going to be jumping into talking about the thing that is going on. That's the word we like to use about it here on the show. But it's going to be interesting It's interesting to see what is going to come out of it. And a lot of the leagues like the IHL or even the East Coast League over here in North America, like outside of the professional sports in the NHL – You know, where they kind of have, I don't want to say ever-ending revenue because that's not a thing. It's just obviously some leagues have more financial stability than other ones do, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how these other teams that are in the leagues that you could say semi-professional, how they're going to survive. But, Brooks, over to you. I kind of uh, jumped in.
1: Well, yeah, no, it's okay. Well, it's kind of crazy because there's a few teams in the league, you know, that uh, like Sheffield and Belfast, like they get over 10,000 fans a game sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, for them, like you said, the bum's eye and seats is where the money's made and the merchandise of the fans and everything's going to drop. And, uh, you know, I think the EIHL over, like I was in the EIHL for three years there, my last three years of playing. And the difference I saw from my first year to my last at where it was going was on such an uphill, you know, uh, it was just going up and up and up, which is, is amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i hoping that all this that has gone on doesn't, you know, drop it off because, uh, you know, there's a lot it's a lot of special things happening there in the IHL. And, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to emphasize the hockey over there because I think it is uh, it's a great place to live. Also, to be able to speak English because I'm English <laughs> is a nice thing, even though I can't understand you guys half the fucking time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know what I mean. It's something. Uh, it's it's pretty neat, and uh, you know, even today I find myself having to listen to you a little bit more because I haven't heard the Scottish accent in a while. And do you,
2: want me to, uh, you talk a little bit more like this for you? Hey <laughs> yeah,
1: How's
0: yeah. was it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually pretty pretty. I'll be speaking of the accent. It's actually I it's, I can actually understand them. Actually, a little bit. I don't know if it's just. Are you I'm, Scottish?
1: Like no. what? Is, what do you? What's your background? How do you? How can you understand them?
0: I guess my dad is Scottish. I got Scottish Italian in me, actually. So maybe that's my ear tuning in. My ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that, that's good. But overall, like the EIHL, they have like social media and everything that can be followed too as well, right? Like I, they they, yeah. they have all the streaming. Can you jump into the social media aspect of it and where it could be followed more? Because obviously here in North America, uh, and I know a lot of uh, listeners are hopeful we get reached throughout Europe with the show, with the the, the broadcast right now. But uh, listeners over here that we have a prominent listening base in Michigan and in, our, in Ontario mostly, but obviously worldwide. But it's kind of to the point of checkout all the leagues like respect like especially for the KHL a lot of Swedish league Swedish elite league games and KHL games that I actually got into watching a lot of this year to be honest and just to get outside of North America and see the talent that is out there and the IHL has that talent it has players out there it's just overall a lot of hockey leagues that are going on that deserve the respect more not saying the IHL is not getting the respect that it doesn't deserve by any means but you, you know they need to be viewed more and I feel like outside of its cities or home cities or even home provinces or continents, anything, it needs to be recognized that talent is everywhere and the hockey is exciting. Even though I chirp Brooksy about the the time when he used to score goals in that hat-trick game when they had that celebration at the bottom with his hands going up in the air, you know, that <laughs> that's obviously stuff different than we see now, but it's just enjoyable to watch overall.
2: Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting is for like um – for our fans as well, that when we play preseason games, we often try and play against teams from Dell one or Dell 2 and the reason is is the fans understand those city names. They know Dusseldorf, they know Berlin, they know uh, Frankfurt, and um, and the German fans come in good numbers and they have a phenomenal time. I mean, you know, Brooks, you played in Germany as well. Like the atmosphere, I've gone to quite a few Dell one and Dell 2 games over the last couple of years now, and you know, the atmosphere over there is crazy, it's feverish, it's like it's a soccer kind of uh, ultras atmosphere and uh, so the fans love playing against those types of teams because they recognize the the names we would legitimately get a bigger turnout playing against Paris than we probably would against uh, for London and like for for London we've obviously you know won the Champions Hockey League one of the best teams you know in Europe but people don't really know the Swedish cities in the same way so I think in the same way North Americans might actually get a bit of a kick out of the EHL as well because they may be you know, they've heard of Glasgow, you know, they, you've heard of you know Sheffield and Manchester and, and, and teams like that. So it's maybe a little bit easier to relate to. And like you said, with the language and the connection, you know, like as countries, we're cousins anyway, do you know. And I think that is something that we need to be making more of. Um, it would be great to get an EHL deal for North America. It would be great. I, I think people would would tune into it and could really get into it. There's loads of great stories in early. There's There's always, always something going on.
0: Yeah, there is. And Brooks, and you can attest to that more. And uh, Jerry, you've obviously been interacting around the locker room and around the players. There must be some things that well, you, yeah. Yeah, you must <laughs> you must be able to bring some forward that you can talk about with players. Maybe you know you can go rate at our version. I don't really care. Get it like just the experience is being around the players. Like that that is, is a bonus in itself. But I'm sure you got plenty to say about doing interviews and just being around the players at the rink.
2: Oh, my God, man. Do you know what? Like, I have decided there's something. I don't know how you feel, Brooks, you know, looking back over your career and stuff like that. But one thing that's always interesting to me about pro sportsmen is that a lot of us have been to school. and We've had our PE teacher, you know, your gym teacher. And uh, then a lot of us finish our kind of schooling and go into the world of work. And then it's your boss is your kind of guy. But a lot of pro athletes have just had that continuation of the gym teacher all the time. <laughs> so that respect, the head coach, it's basically just that same kind of relationship. And, you know, some of the guys, are just young guys, you know, I mean, a lot of the time. And we've had some, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but we've got we put the guys up in the flats and apartments near and around the arena. And uh, there's a big roundabout opposite our arena. It's a a grassed over kind of area. And a lot of the guys love getting into golf while they're over here as well. And there's this one guy, his apartment faced this big roundabout and he had his window open and he was using it as a golf tee. So he's firing golf balls out and these cars are all flying around and this guy's made a hole in the centre of this roundabout and he's using it as his own pitching putt. You're like, oh my God, when the police tell you about that one, you're like, what is going on, man? What is he doing? So we have some kind of crazy characters as well, but Akman, it's, 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 it's brilliant. It's been a privilege we to be with the guys. We've had so many good people and they've helped move the culture of the club on. That's been the important thing because we're a new franchise really since 2010. So these guys are all part of that culture and that history, and it really feels like now in the last couple of years that we're really getting that sense of
1: ourselves as a club. No, it's been it's uh, yeah, plenty of characters. Yeah, well, the kept... thing with the, well, the thing with Jerry, the funny thing is that he wouldn't know this. Is Jerry is a great guy to have around, and he was always making us laugh. But the thing that we all feared, all the players that always played there, is when we were having people over, and when Jerry was coming. You were drinking all night long, and Jerry wasn't leaving. And uh, <laughs> that was always something. It was like, Jerry's coming, and I would like, oh, my God, Jerry was here. We didn't go to bed. It was, we were up all night, and it was, uh, you know before. what I mean? That, that's, <laughs> that's one thing you do. When you come, you're coming to have a good time. And uh, we, you know what? I, I always appreciated it. Hey, we always made sure we never had a game for a long time. I always made sure of that. But uh, you know what? It was a lot of fun. But, man, I don't know how you could stay up so late all the time. How do you do it? With all the stuff well, you're doing, like, I'd be exhausted.
2: Well, my, my dad's got whatever this uh, affliction is that I've got as well. Where really, if we're, you know, if we've got a drink and we're having a laugh, we don't really need to go to bed ever.
1: And it's, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, my granddad's got the same thing as well. I call it the night watchman skill. Um, I think it's something genetically here when maybe the Romans came Maybe my ancestors sat on top of Hadrian's Wall and they just needed a wee whiskey to make sure they stayed awake and watched out for the Romans coming or something. Because it's bonkers. Um, I didn't really realise I had a reputation for it on the, until like I think Brooks I met you on the flight on the way over to the Champions Hockey League. You're like, hey, I heard you never go down.
0: The
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. reputation for something. So. Uh-
0: no, you know what? That's the th- I listen, Brooksy, I I I have to start getting you out know, me more, and I feel like I have to start hanging out with Jerry more. Cause what the fuck is bedtime? You're wasting time when you go to bed. There's so much I don't light. Know. Just, I don't you know. can-
1: but hey, I'm older than you guys too, so.
0: Oh, you're definitely acting. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, but it's just overall, you got to enjoy the little things, you know. If it's video games, if it's booze, if it's hockey, heck, if it's watching some inappropriate television, who the hell cares? Stay up late and do what you got to do it's the best
2: time man isn't it there's that magic kind of time at night like obviously we're, we're crazy busy now with the kids and everything and we've got so much work on it. it's been really interesting like since the, the thing happened uh, we've been doing a lot of voiceover work and um, doing in fact we're embarking on something quite interesting at the moment we're going to try and record a sitcom for bbc um but all the actors are in isolation they're all in social distance and you know with their family wherever so everyone's got their microphones and they're plugging it into GarageBand and and we're sending it to the editor and he's putting it together but it's it's quite a challenge to get that um you know the the performance levels right and matching so it's going to be that's going to be really interesting but we've had so much of that going on during the day so much with the clan i mean that you know the ehls and everyone's trying to figure out the best way of making these clubs survive and make sure the league still goes on and, and becomes better and you know same time full-time child care as well at the same time and then see when the kids go to bed you're like that's the time isn't it that magic time at night when you can just relax and especially during the, the event that we're all going through there's a real sense that everyone's all tucked up and you know and for someone like myself who's quite busy headed and wants to do things and I feel guilty when I'm not doing things I know a lot of people think like that you probably are the same you're doing a podcast you'll you'll be this type of person too and it feels good to know that no one's doing anything <laughs> for a minute so you okay. don't have to feel guilty
0: no. They don't want to you don't want to feel guilty you just can keep going and working but the main thing is like you I like how you called it the thing again I like how that's working out you know we're calling it the thing we're keeping that trending going but overall it's <laughs> The, the way that you're able to – and now we're going to start pushing kind of towards more so uh, of your career outside of hockey more or less. I know we'll probably get into a bit more things, hockey but now as we transition to anything else, you're – it's an adjustment overall to have to – just the overall change in society. And that's going to impact everything, sports. It's going to impact acting. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, everything in television everything. And like I said, we're not going to jump into the thing. I'm only bringing up the thing about four or five times. Uh, but <laughs> you have a circumstance – where, you know, with acting, you, you just have to adjust. And that is where you learn in the world of business. And you being a business professional, you have to adjust to your market. You have to make sure it's exposed and come into different kind of plans and avenues to really come forth to what's best for your organization or for your brand.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the key thing, and it, you know, it, it's difficult not to talk about this because it, it, it relates to so many things. You know, it's related to both my careers. It, you know, it's something globally we're all experiencing at the same time. But one thing I think people haven't really caught on to is in, in the new normal, as it were. People, uh, you know, priorities have kind of changed. And You see a lot of restaurants like opening up going, hey, you know, uh, Papa So-and-So has got his, you know, patented lasagnas there. It's ready for pickup. Come and get it. And you're looking at these guys and you're like, "Going, he's not wearing gloves. He's not wearing like a face mask or anything. He's just going on like it's normal. People now want to know about hygiene, you know, and that's now going to be the new most important thing and i can't think of any food brands or chains that are known for their hygiene they're known for flavor they're known for taste they're known for excitement they're known for the atmosphere no one's really known for hygiene and that's something that we've been thinking about for the clan and how we do that people can feel safe and know that it's been taken seriously one thing i always remember for as it was our head coach from last season Zach gerald who brooks knows really well fitzy uh, was kind of i did i'll be honest i can't tell he was that kind of hygienophobe i thought he was you know, he would really wash his hands thoroughly. And, you know, and you know, I'm not saying I'm disgusting, but I just thought that's interesting because, he's, you know, he's a hockey player, he's used to the locker room environment. But then there's something I noticed. After our games, all the players shake hands. I don't know if that's something that happens in the East Coast or the HL or the NHL, but all the players shake hands with each other and with the officials and with the coaches. And he was just, I saw him in his office afterwards and he's washing his hands, you know, thoroughly. And I was like, how you doing? He's like, yeah, sorry, man, it's just disgusting, isn't it? every one of those hands has been in every glove and those things don't get washed you know what i mean they just get dried and i thought god i've never really thought about this before this is how you know regular bugs kind of spread so things like that i think will genuinely change now and it's whoever's going to be at the forefront of that will take advantage of it and, and we'll move forward quickly
0: yeah, that's what I think. Now Brooks, I know we talked into a lot here about soccer, with hockey, more so obviously about the clan, if you will, quote unquote the clan. Uh, Jerry, just a little more before we kind of transition to our next kind of area of subject. A little bit promotion for the clan if you want to get into a little reminder again to the listeners and just the viewers where they can follow the clan, look at the clan, videos of the clan, and even just again with the EIHL in, in, in its whole.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the guys that do the IHL social media are doing a great job uh, this year. They're really doing a great job of promoting. There's so much material out there, all the interviews, highlights, packages from the games, nice compact two-minute highlights, packages. Um, you know, and then the teams do fantastic work themselves. You can get into that, check that out on YouTube. You know, check out the Glasgow Clan uh, on YouTube and have a look there. We've got loads of videos and, you know, and you can get the, a sense of the team. And recently we just had our first player, have his first testimonial, Matt Haywood, has been with us, Matt Day one Haywood. He, he had his uh testimonial game, and we sold out the rink. It was a yeah, f- fantastic uh, you know, for him to have done that and just showed you how well he thought of he is. And well, I laugh.
1: You know what the that's, thing that's, is, that's- no one will know really what a t- testimonial is here, like over on this oh. side. So, a testimonial is um, if you play for one team for 10 years, you, you have a big event, and it's to generate it's like it's almost like showing respect to a player that's been with your organization and he's making money. So what it is, is you have a huge charity game. All the merchandise goes to the player. Everything that has to do with the hockey and this game that they're having called the testimonial, everything goes to that player. Like I think that I've heard of some guys making up to 60,000, 70,000 pounds. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He did all his dice and stuff as well. It It was really, really well run. Uh, endeavor there so yeah no definitely check you know check it out we've got a lot of um we're trying to do a lot of merchandise that kind of connects um scotland and north america as well we've got our clan tartan obviously we're a purple team there's not many purple tartans out there uh, so that's <laughs> worth checking out alone uh, yeah. you mean
1: skirt tartan. what you mean is skirt don't no, you? Yeah. that's what you're no, trying to say not. right skirt oh, you,
2: <laughs> you asked me that one thing i was wearing my kilt in the champions hockey league and you went what have you got under there i just showed you didn't I?
1: Oh, you did. (laughs) There wasn't much.
0: There wasn't much there. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I love the purple colors too. That that is that is key. That's that that is key. No one has a lot of that purple color anymore. They say the Avalanche do and the National Hockey League, which they have a lot of different colors concluded with it. Just having that pure purple. Sorry, that is that is where it's got to go, right? I, I love that color. I'm a big fan of either purple or Brooksy can attach this with our current EASHL team in NHL 20, that I, I'm a big fan of the lime green. So it's between lime green or purple. And I don't know, it's either it's a hard decision. So if you want to get their attire, you can check out everything. And viewers, listeners, you can reach out to myself, you can reach out to Brooksy, and we can get you in connection, try to get some of that cool perp merch. Try to say that nice and slow so I didn't mess up. Now, moving to, obviously, we talked about, know, as a glass broke in the background, I'm not sure that was Jerry, if that was Brooksy. Oh, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Nonetheless, we got in general, the, not saying the hockey aside but we're going to transition to you right now jerry we gave a little bit extra love to the hockey hockey life i want to talk about your acting your your comedy your your everything just in general that you're doing outside of the game and give us a skit if you want if you want 10 minutes brooksy and i could just let you have the whole mic if you want to give us a. <laughs> little-
2: <laughs> well, you know, what was interesting for me was um, my route actually eventually to to start working with a clan was through an acting job i was um I got, I got cast in this film which was about swingers which was about um these couple this couple entering the swingers scene in glasgow <laughs> and uh, and the, the particular role i had was uh, this couple they come across and i'm just really desperate to kind of get them involved in it and uh, i would never done anything like this before but the scene required a prosthetic penis and uh, i'm not gonna lie to you it was a fucking belter of a penis this thing and i get fitted i to get skin tone matched and stuff and you're thinking what is this that's going on here today and I'm you know the day comes and I'm like uh, I've got to go in the the hair the, the, haird- the dresser has got to help me get in there it's kind of an awkward situation where she's helping tuck my balls into the back of this thing and you're like is this cheating I don't I don't even know anymore and I'm this thing's getting glued to my groin and then there's hair going all over it and stuff like that. And then I'm naked, except for this thing. But I feel like I'm clothed, but I'm wearing this weapon in between my legs. And then, uh, what's the film, uh, is it Seven? You know, where that guy's got that big knife thing attached to him. Have you seen that scene? That's what I felt like. That's what I felt like. So I'm coming downstairs with this dressing gown on and this thing popping out the front. And people kind of look me in the eye. And I'm there, so I'm doing this scene and uh where i basically whip out this massive walloper and uh and the cameraman says there's a cut there's this cut cameraman says jerry you're a clan fan aren't you I was like, <laughs> yeah mate how you doing i'm just you know talking to him with a big massive stoner and uh he's like we're looking for a commentator would you be able to do that at the weekend and i'm having a chat with this guy with this erection and <laughs> uh and that's how i eventually got <laughs> into the into working for the clan i took it off obviously well, i slung it over my shoulder and then, and went <laughs> right out and got it changed but that's that was literally my route into working for the clan so you know you never know and then i did a, a chat show in, in scotland and i went on and um they had this porn star was um was a was the other guest uh, she's called georgie lyle if people are listening and they want to go and uh, do research that they're allowed to do and, <laughs> uh, and she was like asking me she was going oh right right did you have to get tested to do that i See, i'm not actually shagging it's acting do you know what I mean? i'm not actually acting. <laughs> unbelievable uh but yeah no that was actually my route into it so it's funny like you know both the world of pro sport and the world of performance and acting you get to meet so many people uh, and it's weird when it crosses over like that but it's been yeah that, i mean that's
1: um, i've not done anything like that since well i think your your crossover is a little different than most you you crossed over <laughs> with a giant boner <laughs> it was
2: absolutely massive man i'm so glad the film wasn't in 3d i think the audience would have been ducking Do you know I, mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, get, I asked if i could keep it but framed it it's in a box somewhere in this production studio <laughs> so it's been kept for prosperity
0: um, literally could have been like you know what that's i don't need a fake one this is real you know and when you got it you <laughs> when you got off the contract you could have poked someone's at all no that's me accepting the offer that's also just me being very excited to accept the offer <laughs> yeah.
2: well there was a lot supposed to be doing the scene with me she was my partner in it and uh and then production got delayed and then she was on another project she couldn't do it and um, so i was in this weird situation which never really happens but the casting director and the director were like do you know anyone who would be up for doing this role because we now need to film it like in a couple of days time and there's no time to go back through the casting tapes and everything so I'm in this weird situation where I'm trying to think who I'd like to do you know with <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> it's a so weird compliment to call someone up compliment stroke scary thing to say <laughs> uh, the lovely last time to say that McCarthy was a really good actor and you know because it, it was a it was a comedy scene do you know what I mean the, the idea was that this couple we'd gone into the kitchen and we call them through and I'm there pumping the, my missus over the table and then I kind of pull out and say see anything you like and he uh, <laughs> actually got to the newspapers there was a there's a, like a proper rag of a newspaper called the Daily Sport here which is just titillation and stuff and there was a page in it which said is this Britain's naughtiest ever film and uh, it was just a picture of me balls out with this thing in a star over my groin and I was yeah. like oh I've made this is it. I'm never gonna pee. I'm never going I'm leaving a bit late to become
0: Gerard Butler, but I've done this. <laughs> this is what. <worse. laughs> in that swinger movie, did you have pineapples in the window? No.
2: Is that the thing? Is that how you know? You oh,
0: know I, I, don't, the... I don't know if that's the thing over overseas. Okay, but I, I, okay. The, don't take this from someone who knows this personally because I, I don't know why. <laughs> that uh, right off the hop i just i just know of a couple people who live on a particular street that i'm not going to throw out right now because i just don't i'm just cautioning my own safety here in Ste marie sometimes but overall you go by someone's house and they have a pineapple in their window and that means you should be prepared to go knock on the door be welcomed in with open arms and put your keys in the bowl if you will and you get some more guests in there then you're picking some random keys out and then afterwards you eat the pineapple that is what I have been told in terms of swinger stories. So be interesting to see wow. if... I don't know if that translates overseas at all. Well, I think there's a sign... Someone told us, because when we were doing this movie, um, it, was
2: a, it was a relatively low-budget film. Um, Elena Anya was the star of it. It was a fantastic Spanish actress. She's been in all sorts of things. She's been in Van Helsing and all these fantastic European movies, I think, like the top 20 most influential European movies. I think she's been in, like, seven of them or something. Uh, really lovely but the a lot of the extras they were getting uh, in the film uh, were real swingers so i was talking to the guy who was the lead in it and i, was, I really felt for him because there was this scene they built this um, dark room and he had to go into this dark room naked with all these actual legitimate swingers in there and that's the kind of problem with this scene because these people are actually they're going for it they're, they're really actually doing it and he's he's a performer he's an actor. And I think I just felt so sorry for him that day when he's been sitting. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. It was in, like, a big church building. And in the middle, they built this artificial room. And it was a dark room. And they just basically opened the door and push him in. And they film it. And I was like, whoa, where where is it? A line is being crossed here. There's people (laughs) having sex in that room. I'd have been swinging my walloper like a a mace in there.
1: (laughs) That's wild. But on the yeah that's that's crazy there but on the lighter side of your comedy i want to talk a little bit about a group that you were with the burniston group uh yeah. and that was a you know probably i would say that's a pretty famous group in scotland because we went to the show obviously to see you and support you at the time and uh the entire show was sold out like and it was like three straight nights sold out it was uh it was actually a really funny show and uh and it was with uh, it was Robert Florence and Ian, Ian Connell. If I'm, if am I saying it correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's their, it's their show. The guys are fantastic comedy writers, and they write some uh, phenomenal sketches. I think there's one particular sketch that seems to have travelled the world, and it's the um, the elevator eleven sketch. It's the two Scottish guys uh, with the voice recognition technology, and it can't understand Scottish accents, so they can't get a lift. So, and that's like done the rounds, it's been translated into so many different languages. My friend was at a wedding in Spain and some Spanish guys acted it out in Spanish. So I think that's when you know you've made it. But they're, they're brilliant guys and, and good friends as well. Um, they're working on a, a sitcom as well at the moment. So they're, they're, they're always doing stuff and um, it was brilliant to be part of uh, the Berniston sketch show um really nice people just really funny that i mean definitely worth checking out there's loads of those sketches online if people want to check that
0: out uh, I, I actually started like i to be honest uh, like brooksy obviously when he brought up that we were doing the show and i checked out youtube and i saw that 11th floor uh, skit you could check that on youtube it is absolutely hilarious and it, it's so relatable too which is makes it even more funny like i have someone that i'm not going to mention her name out, but someone who's a fan of kind of real comedy and i kind of find that as a real comedy skit okay because it's natural it's relatable that's kind of what i think when i listen to a kind of that that particular skit and you can follow it and look at it on youtube it is hilarious and brooksy showed me brooksy said david i'm not gonna get off the phone until i literally watch let's <laughs> Here you he watch this because I don't think he believes that I would listen to something potentially I don't know uh, <laughs> but overall it, it was it was hilarious and the stuff that they have is that creative real funny and that is the word I like to use because that's what I enjoy to obviously to be a stand-up comedian or an actor it takes a lot of work and and i respect it entirely but the stuff that i obviously find funny is those type of skits and it was definitely enjoyed and certainly seems like it was a hell it was a hilarious to make yeah it was great
2: fun i think do you know what I, i'd like in ian and and robert they're a bit like just sort of i mean the, the sketches are done very much in a scottish vernacular there's very strong scottish accent for people listening over there and and almost in-jokey as well, in a sense that they're characters from, you know, Burniston, the name of the town is supposed to be a fictitious part of, you know, the west of Scotland somewhere, kind of Glasgow-shaped kind of place. But what I love about what the guys do is something that you see Key and Peel do a lot of, which is, you know, once you've got a skit and you've got that bit and it feels like it's reached its peak, they push it a bit further again. Like, they're not scared to just go a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, The one I'm thinking of is like the height guy, uh, thing they did with the who's trying to rap and his hype guy's like yeah yeah over his shoulder and getting it more and more like almost kind of breaking the flow and that's a funny enough sketch in itself but they take it one further and the guy takes his hype man out to like overlook a pond and shoots it like a, like a dog that's sick and you're like only Key and people take it that far and I think like um, Robert and Ian do that kind of thing as well you just don't know when the sketch is going to end it keep, could keep going and, and I think that's some real take some comedy balls to do that
0: I think he and Peel, that's a great thing to bring up because that's definitely relatable here in North America, obviously. And I, I, that's a good kind of example to use for it, but kind of have its own thing with that. And honestly, the, the 11th floor skit, it, it's, everyone has that problem with the automated message, you know, or an automated person. Oh, can you please say that again? or Recall, can you say that number? Did you say seven? No, I said six, or no, I said in this particular, it's 11, but it just, particularly with the accent, I'll say it in an American accent, 11. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's so relatable. That's what's amazing. And I think Brooksy, like, I don't know what kind of com- the comedy f- or that you enjoy Brooksy, but if you like this stuff, I think you're
1: going to go up another notch in my book. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad. As long <laughs> as I keep going up in the David McKay Jr., I'm, uh, I'm living the dream right now. Um, <laughs> But, uh, Jerry, before we, you know, end this and we can't thank you enough for your time, um, is there because I remember I went and saw your stand up show and you do a lot of characters. Uh, I know you're really good at I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but uh, I know you can handle it and uh, you've done it to me many times. So uh, is there a certain character that you like just love to do and uh that you just you know anytime you get an opportunity to bring it out because of humor or whatever that you uh, that you have
2: well you know there's there's one I've just been kind of working on this lockdown thing's got me kind of thinking about stuff and there's a I've been writing a sitcom slowly over the last few years about running an ice hockey team obviously uh called running the club and I'd been working on this character who was a a Canadian guy who's (laughs) uh Scotland (laughs) but I was always really interested in the guys that have got that Scottish heritage coming to the UK, and um, and uh, his name is Brad Roy McGregor, and uh, just having that total belief in himself. So I've been working on something like that for a little while. So we'll see about Brad Roy McGregor. But um, there's another character I've done called Continuetti, who is an Italian, uh, an Italian guy who basically just wants to get into your house, but, um, but he, he just makes you realise that nothing's going to happen, but thinks, you know, secretly something is going to happen so continuity he's he's a very nice guy but he's got a little bit of an english accent in a way he's uh he's all right you can come around to your house if you want books i'll come around to your house and we can just sit we can just be mates nothing gonna happen man nothing gonna happen No, but i'll come around we can have some drinks and we can you know we can talk nothing gonna happen it's all right nothing gonna happen i actually met that guy once and, uh, <laughs> i had another guy we did i think Bricks you came to a stand-up we did a uh, chip rada who was uh, uh a paralympian who um who uh his disability was that he had a massive cock and uh so he had to enter the the paralympics that was the only one and then you have to use his penis like a flipper so that one is a little bit controversial in these days uh so no it's, it's um it's good i need to get back now to doing a wee bit more of the stand-up man i'll need to kind of um, know that things have kind of freed up i can get a bit more writing time in so that'll be the way forward you, you which which gig did you come to brooksy
1: yeah i went to the one The one about the Australian flipper there, the the Paralympic one, it was uh, honestly like you had me out of my chair laughing so much. I love that. And you just did a little bit of it and it it just wasn't enough. I want to hear more of this guy because the guy is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) you got to end this show like this with him.
2: Well, do you know what? Just to kind of tie it all up, I was doing that character and weirdly this all ties in. um, The porn star that i'd mentioned earlier um i'd just done that that show and um and she came to the she came to the show and sat right in the front row and uh, and i'm there and i'm doing this chip brother character with this massive thing stuffed down my trousers and uh and i'd always had it in my mind that i was going to try and embarrass someone in the front row with this massive wallop and then just as i go to it i just see who it is it's this porn star i'm thinking oh my god i couldn't have And I was like, oh, God, this is, what am I doing? I really need to think about my life decisions here. So it was unbelievable. But um, no, man, I need to get, I'll I'll need to get back into that
0: kind of thing. Italian, anything that you say for Italian that you'd have me sold, let alone just the great stuff that you do, Jerry. And it's it's, it's hilarious that that the the skits and kind of the career that you have done so far, it's so, it's awesome. And I'm not saying that because I want a brown nose. I'm an honest guy for the most part, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, you got the hockey balance, uh, the acting, and the, comedic, uh, the comedy. Sorry, I don't want to get too high-tech with my words because I might lose myself. But overall, it's, it's amazing for what you do and what you've uh, done on the hockey perspective and it's in the career-wise. And, you know, if there was one thing that I wanted to ask you, because I know Brooks said one character you like to do, I'm going to put you on the spot with one question before I let you go as well. And that question is, who is your favorite actor or comedian outside of yourself? <laughs> you arrogant bastard!
2: <laughs> yeah, you felt the need to say that. That's interesting. Um, do you know it, it's um, that's a really interesting one? Do you know what I was watching recently? Have you seen the film Jojo Rabbit?
0: Oh no, I have not yet. I need to. Watch. I have. I have it's seen it. Phenomenal.
2: And I, I think I always think the best films are the ones that really kind of stretch you emotionally. And you know that that film reminded me so much of um, the film Life is Beautiful, uh, Le, uh, La Bella Vita, Vita Bella. And um, where, and they're both about, you know, World War II, but they both find such amazing comedy in the darkness. And it really genuinely makes you laugh. Genuine funny skits. Obviously, Jojo Rabbit's about a, a, a young German boy who finds a, a Jewish girl hiding um, and as the war kind of unfolds and he thinks they're monsters and all this kind of thing and she's kind of playing up to it. And you find such beautiful, genuine comedy in that, in that tragedy. And because you're laughing, you're laughing, you're laughing and then you see the real tragedy, and what an emotional stretch that is to to be laughing so hard, and then to be absolutely distraught and broken in the reality of what happened. That's a movie, man. That's a film that makes you feel that entire range effortlessly. So I think JoJo, people that can do that type of performance, um, you know, I've just got so much respect for that.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, and I really do, I need to watch that, because I've heard nothing positive and it's also an oscar nominated film
2: yeah yeah i mean it's such a bold choice isn't it it's such a bold thing to write about um and to try and make it and it is a comedy like there's no doubt it's a comedy um to get that level of humor out of it is absolutely um, phenomenal no i'd recommend that that's a must watch
1: oh yeah it's definitely and some great actors in there too right you got uh what's his isn't he the one that wrote it was the taka watiti right yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, he played a. He's actually a really funny man himself, and Scarlett Johansson's in it, and the young fella was uh, Roman Griffin Davis. I just looked it up because I don't know have a freaking clue. I couldn't remember those names, but I saw the movie, and and it's definitely worth a watch.
0: And obviously. What TT is involved with the Avengers, which is uh, definitely obviously big here in, just worldwide. Never mind North America, the Avengers and the Avengers uh, Endgame, if you will, and uh, Infinity War kind of part one and two, obviously one of the highest grossest film in terms of superhero movies and movies in general. It's just fantastic. And he's, he's obviously a great actor. He's He can do really well producing. And one movie that sticks out for me, and I before I even get to the sign-off, I'll say, What We Do in the Shadows. There's, yes. one, there's one of his movies that I knew you would know, Jerry. That is hilarious, that, that movie. Okay, and it's more of a film a filmumentary. I don't know if I said that right. It's a, it's a film, but it's a documentary film, but it's a, not a real documentary. I don't know if I said that right.
2: Yeah, about three vampires living together in New Zealand. And yeah. And a basically. And one of them's like an ancient vampire. One's a kind of like 18th century uh, dandy type character. And then there's a more modern one. Uh, I think that's hilarious. And just I'm arguing over doing the dishes because they're all covered in blood and stuff. Like, that. <laughs> so it's like I just love that kind of ma- uh, mundaneness, And it's something I'm trying to make sure I put in with the, the sitcom that, that I'm writing to have like that, the world of hockey is so funny and some of the stories that have come up and I just remember like, uh, I, you know, I won't mention specific names obviously, but you get little bits of stuff from everywhere and just the negotiations that happened. I remember um, a negotiation that was happening with a goalie and the team were trying to bring him back for less money and the guy was like, yeah, cool, yeah, no problem, 30% less, cool, I'll just save 30% less shots, no problem, go, deal, deal done. You know, like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. So it's, uh, there's so much humour in the normalness and um yeah, I think I think he's phenomenal and he was also in the Mandalorian as well. the second episode of the Mandalorian there's a robot hunter and that's yes. actually him. Yeah, he's so funny, like just the performance is amazing in that as well.
0: <laughs> uh, just does funny stuff you know if you haven't seen that film just overall I like getting that view because obviously you do great work yourself you're in that profession and it's good to see somebody that you enjoy to watch obviously someone who is I like a lot of actors I've been to Wade Johnson Leonardo DiCaprio list goes on but someone that I really admired growing up was Jim Carrey and that's mm-hmm. obviously of something big here in Canada, as he is Canadian as well, and also he's a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. Okay, so uh, he just an overall was just, he just yeah, you he, he gotta you gotta love this kind of individuals that you grew up watching. It's good to see who obviously you like to watch and enjoy, and obviously with your sitcom. I want to say here on behalf of the Game Sports Show and Jem and that's good luck with everything you do. And I want to say thank you for coming on the show. And Brooksy I know you also probably want to say bye and thank you to Jerry again. So before you do that, I'll say thank you to you for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jerry, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's always uh, nice to, you know, be on the other side this time, you know, and, uh, and give you a little interview, and I've appreciated your time, you've been a good friend, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck uh, coming uh, the days ahead, so uh, thank you. You too, guys,
2: thanks very much for having me, I look forward to listening to all the other episodes, and I'm sure plenty of the clan fans will be listening to this one now and hear me talking about porn stars and stuff like that, so I guess
0: I'll be fired next week. We'll be reading those comments below saying, we'll be saying, that that was because of us. Here's our link. Make sure you follow (laughs) us and like us on the show. (laughs) If you want to lose your job and you want to come on, come on the show and we'll make sure you get exposed. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say the
2: word gobbled. I I I need to take that back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's definitely – I'll say it again. Thank you, Jerry. It's been fantastic. Uh, Jerry McLaughlin, obviously give him a check on YouTube, his background. If you want to get in touch with him and talk to him, you have to ask us first because we're not going to give away any confidential information. But certainly a funny guy to get in touch with. I'm glad to have met him and have him on the show here. Now, I want to say as well, I've already said thank you to Brooksie and, of course, to Jerry. I want to thank you, the listeners, and the viewers for being a part of yet another special edition Upload. And again, you know what? If it wasn't for Brooksy and the family of the game coming together and getting us all together, it wouldn't be possible. It's great to see all the fans and new likes that we have and followers. Make sure you give us a like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms, Facebook, Instagram, as well as Spotify, Apple, and Podbean Podcasts. And also don't hesitate to look over our website, thegamesportshow.com. And thank you to all of our broadcasting partners, again, as well as our sponsors, ESPN, ESPN 1400, Sovereign Communications, on TV, North Spirit Brewing Company, and that beer was delicious. I enjoyed a couple, two-tree anyways, while we were talking. Sports Center Bar and Grill, Northern Quitters in Need, North Shore Sports and Auto, and of course, Tush Creative Co. as I connect with our website, Aaron Robinson as well. A fantastic job with our website. And we'll have many more uploads of the Game Sports Show brought to you by GEM, Game Entertainment and Media. It can be special edition uploads, nude shows, everything of such to keep it locked here on the Twin Sues only, local, regional, and national sports show so make sure and I will say it one more time that you keep it locked here on the game because we have much more to come here with our special edition uploads much like we just had a special one as always here tonight with Jerry McLaughlin now I'm here to remind you as well to keep your stick on the ice swing your bat catch your touchdown drain your threes and shoot your shots